Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sepp. It is January 19th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling. This is your AEW post show. We'll be joined by Alex Palowski momentarily. But we got Robert DeFelice here with us. Robert, how you doing? I'm doing great, Sean. Moxley is back, and I think we're all damn excited for it. I am. I'm very excited for it. Guys, this show brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful and Manscaped.com. Use that code Fightful. I'll tell you more about those a little bit later on. But leave a thumbs up on this video. Uh, donate a Super Chat or a Humper Chat. For those of you going, what the hell is a Humper Chat? It is a PayPal platform on Streamlabs. You can go to HumperChats.com or HumperChat.com. Dot com That will get your question uh, asked on the air and answered, as well as your statement read on the air, if you so choose. A great way to support us. But you can always support us by going to FightfulSelect.com. Today, I had some more contract news on another AEW star. Uh, this week, we revealed that Cody Rhodes' talent contract is up. We will be talking an awful lot about that because there is an awful lot to get into but I want to thank you guys. Uh, today, we became the first wrestling property on Patreon to hit 4,600 subscribers. That means the world to me. Uh, beyond just the breaking news and the exclusive news that we have every day, uh, we have shows there at least once a day. FightfulSelect.com. Oh, boy. There is a lot to talk about on Dynamite Big tonight, night. Robert. Big night. Well, we started off with John Moxley coming back and he looked angry and aggressive. I, I was so fascinated with what the hell he was going to say. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I just didn't know what the hell he was going to say, but uh, he was really angry and like pushing people around and all that good stuff. And I was like, Oh no, what's going to happen. And the first thing that happened was somebody from the audience. I don't know exactly what was screamed, but John Moxley said, Go fuck yourself. Get that piece of shit out of here. <laughs> and I love it because that's John Moxley and a lot of people saying, oh, well, the network will be upset and all that. They don't got to worry about that. They're on cable. It does not matter. It, it just doesn't matter. 
Uh, <laughs> this was the perfect way for John Moxley to come back even before he got into uh, the, the rest of it, Robert. It almost seems like it was planted. It's so serendipitous. Uh, John Moxley coming back, who was on a tear, leaves to go battle personal demons, comes back, and the first thing he gets is a heckler who said something to the effect of, John Moxley, boo, get out of the ring, and he just said, get, go fuck yourself. Not GFY, by the way, which we'll get to later. We sure will. He said, go fuck yourself, get a piece of shit out of the building, and then he proceeds to tell his story, which was way I, I can't more... even I can't even convey it. Like It's something that you guys gotta go and listen to yourselves, because there's no way that I could accurately fairly or even respectfully recap that and do it the justice in which it did brent lockman says seeing mox back and healthy was the best and then he started speaking and all felt right with the world robert you could hear a pin drop a pin drop in that arena because the crowd was just waiting hanging on his every word in the palm of his hand and we saw a couple promos tonight where the crowd reacted in, in significantly different ways I thought this show was a really good example of the range of promos that pro wrestlers can cut, whether it be realistic emotion, playing off of, of rumors or anything like that. John Moxley finished this off by saying, the only thing I drink these days is blood. God damn, man. This guy is just, he's just wonderful. And he's about to go and defend a world title in the Hammerstein Ballroom. And... It's it's the perfect time for him. It's the perfect environment. He said, among many other things, more than anybody else in the industry, I am free, and that's bad news for the rest of you. And John Moxley nailed this. And I think it's important to say he did it from the ring. Not a lot of promos in AEW take place in the ring. He did it from the ring, and he did it perfectly. It wasn't, you know, scripted, opening 20 minutes. It was just from the heart, and I loved every minute. We have Chris Rain saying that promo from Mox just gave me goosebumps. And uh, Valab says, this is your longest reigning member of YouTube, Fightful, letting you know that Mox is a lean, mean, blood-drinking machine. Glad to see him back. And Cadillac Carson says, sometimes I wonder if John Moxley even knows what he's going to say before he comes out. It, I mean, that story, very clearly, he had thought about that. He, he had considered that. And Rob Reed said, F that guy in the crowd tonight. I hope they got him the help that he needs, needs plays in the name of love. I don't know if you mean the guy in the crowd or John Moxley, because uh, in the words of Charlie Murphy, sometimes you can give them a different kind of help. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, sometimes you just got to beat somebody's ass. Flow Pro for show says, beautiful Mox. JB Love says, I was so fired up by Mox that if I had been there, I would have thrown that guy in the crowd out myself. There were people that I talked to in the audience that weren't even sure exactly what was said because I guess he was up on a higher level. Cadillac Carson um, says, glad Moxley is doing better and he was able to get the help he needed. It's hard overcoming stuff like that and great to see him back. And um, <clears throat> back this weekend for GCW's uh, The World on GCW, we're going to have a post-show for that this Sunday because it is a very big show. Lots of stuff going on. We got interviews with Joey Janela this week. That, that I thought was lost. A little story about that interview. I get done 
with a scrum that lasted way longer at all out than I thought it was going to. My battery's almost dead. And I walk in and Joey danella has got a drink in his hand and he goes, why don't you interview me anymore? And I said, well, that's up to AEW Media. I would I would love to interview you. And he said, let's do an interview right now. And I said, okay, what am I going to do? Say no? That would be rude. Gorilla style. That's, yeah. Smart on Joey. And <laughs> this, this feels like WrestleMania for them. I'm going to be honest. It really feels huge. It feels like they're WrestleMania. And he said, and it's interesting because the battery died at the end of our interview and it corrupted the file. I didn't think I was ever going to get it truly back. And I happened to get it back. And not only that, it works because we're talking GCW almost the whole time. And he's talking about wanting to bridge that gap. And I think he and John Moxley are a big part of bridging that gap. Uh, we also have an interview up with Orange Crush that Jeremy did for Fightful Overbooked, as well as uh, Matt Cardona. Uh, so a few big GCW names. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh <laughs> Rob Reed says, did you see that Kendra Lust is all elite? Yeah, she she or tweeted a Photoshop graphic, but I saw that she was on Renee Paquette's podcast, so eventually I'll listen to that because I listen to everything uh, Renee does. Guys, reminder, get in your Super Chats and your Humper Chats, and we will uh, continue to talk about that Moxley segment because I know that, that a lot of you guys feel a lot of, a lot of ways uh, about that. Well, then the, the first match, well, actually, we should mention Ethan Page, John Moxley on a live edition of Rampage. I love that. Love that for, for Ethan Page as well. They're going to kill it. They uh, are going to kill it. But I think a lot more than just John Moxley, Ethan Page is going to happen because when Rampage is live, there's usually a reason. Daniel says, not AEW, uh, but thoughts on Terminus. Gresham is the man. I know a lot of people didn't like the finish of the main event. I thought it was was good. I mean, we're talking about two of the best uh, going to a draw like that, and I, I thought it was good. It's the type of show that indie wrestling needs, and there's already buzz for the second one with, with Swerve being there as well. The only thing I didn't like about that show was that when Santana came out, Bandito didn't insert himself into the situation. Other than that, yeah. phenomenal show, really good for the Atlanta area. I want to see what they do. The Ass Boys attacked Christian Cage, and if you like the Ass Boys, I've got some good news for you. Molly Bell has a feature on the Ass Boys coming up this weekend. We got a bunch of features coming up. The Ass Boys, we got Greg Cherry ranking uh, televised Royal Rumbles. And then next week, I got Inside the Royal Rumble. That will be up early for all subscribers of FightfulSelect.com in podcast form and in text form. But uh, Billy Ass, the leader of the Ass Boys, tells Christian Cage that his ass boys deserve a title match. And Christian Cage says, when the lights are on bright, they just can't do it. And I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You know, ooh, that, that is a burn. That is a burn. Is. I mean, Billy Gunn has gone on record as saying he failed as a single. He's okay with that. But coming from Christian, whose primary thing was, I need one more match because I lost the world title yes. in 48 hours. It's a little like pot in the kettle. You know what I mean? I love it. I do love it. Uh, easy way to set up something. Uh, Christian wanted them to get a statement win, but the reality is it's a new year. The rankings reset. They've got just as much of, a, of an opportunity as anybody else. I always like to say that Colton Gunn looks like if somebody drew Billy Gunn from memory. Like that's, that's, that's how he looks. You know, 
the weird thing for me was seeing Christian slammed into the uh, door and thinking he couldn't wrestle a year ago. And now he's just over here getting slammed around in uh, backstage brawls. Bako 5 says, not sure if it was lighting, crowd, arena setup or what, but something about tonight felt off, almost dead, like a glorified house show. I don't agree with that at all. I think they packed a lot of stuff in, threw some well-timed squash matches in, and I thought the crowd was was lively. It was a different setup. It was a one-screen setup. And uh, we're about to go to a different setup because we're welcoming in Alexander Palowski. Alex, how you doing? Uh, I'm good. I uh, listened to uh, you guys talk at the beginning of always having technical difficulties with my laptop. I'm buying a new one, I swear. Uh, but uh, I wanted to admit my, my only two cents about uh, Moxley's. I thought it was one of the most affecting promos I've ever seen. Um, like, as you said, you could hear a pin drop there. Like it was, everyone yeah. was hanging on his every word. He had the palm in the palm of his hand. He worked them perfectly. It was, it was, it was brilliant. Uh, and, um, and I'm really looking forward to him versus Ethan page on the live dynamite. That's going to be really good. Well, we've got some more, uh, super chats and humper chats. Make sure you guys get those in to get your question or statement read on the air. JB love says Mox is proof. You could admit to mental health struggles and still be a badass. Just loved it. I, I, like that talking about this and any struggles is becoming uh, more normalized personally. Mark Losper says that Moxley is an incredibly inspirational dude. He's been on such a ride and he's still kicking. What a champion. And N. Simmons says Mox looks amazing. You can tell he's physically and mentally in a better spot. Not a fan of the hecklers in the crowd tonight for Mox or Cody. Well, the Mox one was in really bad taste. The Cody one, his character is going to lend to that. And, and we will be, we'll be talking about that, but, uh, Brent Lockman says, always forget how big Billy Gunn is, but he looks like a freaking monster. I mean, when he was in the era of like Undertaker and Kane, and all these guys, it is, he is deceptively enormous. He truly is. We had Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Baker DMD against Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander. There were some parts of this match I really liked. The action was good. Uh, there were a couple of spots where they would like wait around on moves and I'm not not big on that necessarily. The the HBK influence in this match and Adam Cole specifically, it's heavy, like with the facial expressions and all that. And the let's bump somebody off the apron and go through the table. And uh, those types of visual things are are very clear. The Shawn Michaels influence there. Um, and I, I I like that we're seeing more couples wrestle together and the creative isn't bad or anything around that. Uh, wish that would have been the case a long time ago, but Alex, what'd you think of this match? Cole and Baker ended up getting the win when Baker went through the table. Mm -hmm. Orange Cassidy stares at her for like, they felt like an eternity mm -hmm. and then got hit right in the penis. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know Orange Cassidy's the baby face, but I feel like, he should have ran into her and then stopped and looked at the hard cam and been like, I, you know, whatever. <laughs> wasn't yeah. on purpose. You all know it wasn't on purpose. The I'll tell you a missed opportunity. He... A missed opportunity was them not doing the best friends zoom out when yeah. Cole and Baker kissed too. Oh, they should true. have done that there as yeah. well. I, I, I think you're uh, the um, overreaction to the, um, to the near fall thing. The reason I, I, I liked it was because it played on, Okay, so this is a thing we do all the time, but 
it's also a couple's version. So I love that there was a camera on Brit too when Orange kicked out of, of Adam Cole's Panama Sunrise. I thought that was really cool because also Brit is perfect at, at finding the camera. Like at Always. knowing when the camera is on her, her little, like it was just so beautiful, the little mouthing uh, of the She word. is the best at wrestling. She's, she's best in wrestling at that. Yeah, that is so true. Um, uh, I also um, love, uh, you know, Adam Cole getting unnecessarily angry about what was obviously a mistake. I'm going to kill you, Orange Cassidy, because you accidentally nudged my girlfriend to a table. I think that's good. That's fun. It's gonna this this match between them is going to be finally the feud blow off for all of this, and I think it's a good way to do it at yes an event named after Orange Cassidy's finishing move. Perfect, uh, Robert. I want to see beach related vignettes in freezing Cleveland. Like I want to see people in their swimming trunks and bikinis out there trying to trying to act like they're at the beach like it's got to happen robert i think orange is the best person for that because he just won't care i'll I'll get to the match next week in a minute this match was great i could have done without the what do you mean that the panama sunrise didn't finish him off it never finishes anybody off but it's a good spot i didn't enjoy the 451 because i was just like adam why are you standing there just Roll her out of the way and move. So there was just some spots that were lacking in logic for me, but they're fun together. Britt is so good at TV wrestling, and I think that's because she didn't have a lot of experience doing indie before she hit this level of TV. And Adam Cole's the best in the world. The thing for next week, I don't like it because it's lights out, and that just makes me think that after beating Cassidy three times, they're just going to give Cassidy a win and say, yeah. it doesn't count in the rankings. Yeah, okay. to me, it can be a lame way out. I'll tell you what, the next time I get booked to wrestle in a comedy match, I'm going to do a headlock takeover, and when somebody kicks out, I'm going to do the I can't believe they kicked out of it to to the most minute thing. Like, it's it's so much. It's all the time now. Uh, Dan Janoff says, with that Lights Out match coming up in Cleveland, sounds like a perfect time for a certain Johnny Wrestling to even the odds against the Elite. It does, but... At the same time, I don't want that feud to go on. I don't want it to go on anymore. Oh, man. Thomas LaValle said, Britt and Stat both looked amazing in that match. Looking forward to a singles down the line. They're both going or getting to be amazing workers. They are. They're, they're learning their strengths really, really well. Chris says, love the mixed tag. First time I've enjoyed one of those in a long time. All four were amazing and carried their weight. Daniel says, fill in the blank, Mox's first big opponent or feud is. To me, it needs to be Brian Danielson whenever Brian Danielson's good to go. We haven't seen him since the the title match now, but um, I I think it's going to be Brian Danielson because Brian Danielson took took his spot, so to speak, and won that. Nerd Guru says, for Alex, hashtag easily Googleable. When things are easily Googleable, you should Google them. That's my stance. Uh, that's why I'm running on that for election. I don't know for what office, but that's my stance. You know, the thing is, Alex, sometimes you don't want to Google some sketchy things. 
Just, and I just, think that's where NordVPN might come in handy. You know what I mean? Because sometimes <laughs> you just don't want to have sketchy things in your search history. And I think you're right. Not only that, you don't want sketchy things in your search history. You don't want people tracing your IPs. Yeah. You know, maybe you don't want price discrimination. Maybe you you want to uh, watch this weekend's big fight, and you don't want to pay the full pay per view price, and you'd rather get BT Sport. Thankfully, NordVPN.com slash fightful has you covered nordvpn.com slash fightful save up to 70 percent off your nordvpn.com slash fightful plan and get one month free i love nordvpn it's what i personally use and i happened to to post on twitter last week hey i'd love a nord or i'd love a vpn sponsor and they're the ones that hit me up uh by golly i was pretty happy about that and I mentioned this on this show today on Listy Boy. Uh, when I have been going uh, and traveling to different cities and different time zones, different areas, and I want to watch SmackDown on Fridays, well, unless you're in that hotel room as it's on and on when the hotel TV has it on, YouTube TV is not going to let you watch it because you got to be in your home area. NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps that out an awful lot. Uh, and also, when you're on public Wi-Fi, you, you don't want to get hacked. You don't want your data stolen, all that stuff. NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps pre- prevent that. Use that code Fightful as well in case you don't remember that link. Hit them up on Twitter at NordVPN. Let them know you heard about them from us. I am ecstatic to be working with NordVPN. Because, I mean... Let me, let me tell you, Alex has got me looking up some wild shit. <laughs> some wild stuff, man. Grayman Media says, any news on the family of the guy Walter is now named after? Figure they don't want to have his name brought up like that. BTW Bruce P. P trolling the IWC. I don't think, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to go about tracking down his family. I don't think that's, I just think everybody knows it's a bad idea. Um, you know, in let, me, let me just real quick, because I'm not on the Tuesday show. Alex and Kate do a wonderful job. But honestly, the worst thing about this is that Walter is now a random guy named Walter who at least had some history behind him. And now he's just a random guy named Gunther. And what do we do with that? Why is he there? Why is he a random guy named Gunther? What are we getting here? I hate it. And and Google things, people. I mean, so weird. And what's even weirder are all the people that have come along since then. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it, it's really stupid, guys. It's beyond stupid. It is among one of the dumbest, most easily preventable things. Mark Losper says, Bet Alex is glad to be talking about a U-boat free company for a bit. Yeah. Oh, God. Generally, Zach, yeah. Zach Schimmel sends a humper chat and says, I should save this for the move, uh, but tonight was special. A fantastic AEW, my favorite night of the week. Fightful's the best. And I constantly see other companies quoting Fightful. Everyone joined Fightful Select. I possibly got a big surprise for Fightful soon. Well, we love hearing from you, Zach. Hope the move's uh, going to go well and all that good stuff, but we always love hearing from you. Mark Losper says, when Sean says, when I want to watch SmackDown, he really means when I'm forced to because of my job. <laughs> uh, sad but true. Um, Nerguru says, shout out to Stat. And Eternally Lost says, best friend feuds go long but have great blow-offs. That shouldn't be the thing. It shouldn't always go like nauseatingly long and then have an amazing blow off. I know the match is going to be great, but 
Well, we finally get a bit of uh, proud and powerful seeing the light. They're not happy with the way that Jericho's doing things, probably because he's trying to make GFY work. Well, yeah. Rob trademarked Reed marked it. He, he trademarked, trademarked it. it. He trademarked it. Mark Losper <laughs> says GFY needs to GTFO. Hopefully, the inner circle is about to break up. Rob Reed says, "Stop trying to make fetch happen, Gretchen." I mean, Jericho <laughs> is forcing this GFY thing. If I'm Tony Khan, I say, "Listen, man, no more. Got to stop Especially it." Especially after Moxley just said, "I know this." It really minimizes the impact of saying GFY. When Moxley says, go fuck yourself. Well, in fairness to Jericho, he had to get it trademarked because he heard the WWE was going to trademark it themselves, but they were going to make a stand for Gunter for you. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, um, this was this was just just this. Here's what's interesting about this is that I, I up until now, I was like, I'm convinced that they were going to make um, Jericho come out of this on top and look look like the baby face and doing it. But this made me think maybe not because of the way that Proud and Powerful reacted to him calling out Eddie Kingston. But then afterwards, Tony Schiavone, nominally pretty much a baby face commentator, goes, well, I don't like those, uh, the Santana Ortiz calling out Jericho like that. That's not very nice of them. So I'm like, <laughs> if, usually if he's the voice of what is right in wrestling, that that makes me in, intrigued on where this is going to go. But I I do like that Jericho got talked to his face about how dude you suck and you're holding us back from the tag titles. I like that was nice. I like that a lot. Uh, and Brent Lockman says they have a GFY shirt now. God God help us all. And Zach Amon says Jericho did co- coin the term forbidden door. Sometimes you gotta hit or miss. Well, I mean, two Jericho's credit. First I, I don't, yeah, I don't know, nor care who did it. This one's a miss. This one's a big miss. Yeah. And to his credit, uh, he shouldn't have said it at all because it's dumb, but this was likely a pre-tape. And before the Moxley thing, I'm pretty sure if this, if this happened live, Jericho probably would have been like, not tonight, not tonight. Uh, Mark says, here's five bucks for Alex's weekly Jericho <laughs> rant. Uh, <laughs> Mark uh, or Daniel Rothenberg says, I don't care how they do it. LAX need the titles like ASAP, whether it is the tag titles, or the trios with Kingston. This break should have happened at double or nothing versus the pinnacle. The trios titles seem more and more needed. The trios titles are needed. You've got a, an influx of talent and you're starting to see some deals come up, which we're reporting on, on fightfulselect.com. Please subscribe. But yeah, it, it feels like this past, the past seven months have held back Santana and Ortiz, Robert. Yeah, but I also think that AEW is a little you know, receptive and maybe they fall prey to the, oh my God, shiny new toy. I don't think they expected to get FTR when they started. I don't. There's so many teams that have come in that I think Proud and Powerful took a backseat. They don't need to be doing that anymore. I do want the inner circle gone, but credit to Jericho for the most awkward line of the night. No, I don't feel you. It's like, okay, Chris, you know what you're doing. I, I'm honestly surprised at how long he's letting himself be this cringeworthy. Josh Cardenas says, someone told me today that Kenzo Suzuki's first gimmick was the grandson of the emperor of World War II against the USA. Are you kidding me? Yeah, they were going to have him come in as a guy named Hirohito uh, back in the day. 
Uh, keep in mind, this is the same era in which I think it's Dave Madigan pitched a cryogenically frozen Nazi uh, as Heidenreich, which apparently Vince just looked at him like, you fucking kidding me? It was the cryogenically frozen part, though, that he that he was uh, upset <laughs> Come about. Come on. Kill, Killjoy says, very fun dynamite tonight. But it finally seems like everything they're doing is finally toward one direction. Also, a friend at the event said that the guy yelled, get your drunk ass out of the ring to Mox. Woof. Yeah. Woof. August says, first ever super chat. As someone with alcohol abuse issues, I loved how Mox shared his story. Thank you to Mox for being real. I th- I don't think it could have went any better than what they, they did besides the heckler, of course. Josh says, hey, guys, AEW is on. Moxley's back, and I got a promotion to become a chef in training at one of the top restaurants in Columbus. Today was a good day. Uh, congratulations, oh, yeah. Josh. Yeah. Big congrats. Speaking of, of chefs, we want to send our buddy Dwayne, wild boy, uh, get well soon. He's had some kidney issues of late. We love you, buddy. Uh, we know that you're going you're gonna to be okay. But wanted to send him some love too. Cadillac Carson says you should be all. I can't believe he kicked out after doing the devastating roll up pin. That's a good one. That's that's gonna be the spot that I steal. Zero fear says as much as LAX deserve a title run, Jurassic Express deserve the titles just as much, and people are already calling for them to lose them. AEW does this thing where people win the titles and then the, the immediate follow-up, there's like a severe cool-off as far as like general interest goes. So that they will have to do a little bit better about that, about immediately having like who's next and have a threat to lose them. I mean, I think I think they should probably have a couple of really, really short title reigns to establish I, I, that. I think that's a good thing, especially like you have the TNT title. I think that that, that is basically an open challenge. You don't have to be ranked whatever and the best guys are having great matches for it. Um here's the thing, the thing I always think about is that uh because AEW has this amazing roster and they've only been around for a couple of years. Only so many people have been champions and it feels like there's a bunch of people who need to get title runs sooner than later. But you can't do everybody sooner than later. Mm. Somebody's going to have to be later. And and if you're going to do it everybody sooner than later, you're going to have to have three-week, six-week, two-month-long title reigns and then get to the next person and just do that for a bit before you go back to one dominant champion for eight to 14 months. Yeah, I've been saying it for a while. I think across the board in wrestling, we need to start re-educating people that short title reigns are good. The title being a prop is a... It's a Vince Russo thing and people get like all skewed by it. But honestly, Austin, Rock, they all made it work because it's an actual program that can work. Cadillac Carson says, I don't know. Tony Schiavone did try to put mistletoe over Britt Baker. So he ain't always acting like a good baby face. That's true. Shades of gray. Shades of gray. Very good. (laughs) Anybody understands it, it's Tony. Nate uh, says, Sean Ross stats was the CM Punk match the fastest in AEW history. It might have been the fastest in Dynamite history. So Sean Spears has his great entrance and is sitting there in the chair and has the great theme song. And then CM Punk hits him with the GTS and that's it. But my favorite part about it is MJF going, this is going to be great. And then pop right in the face. And then uh, he tries to come down. Uh, Punk takes his scarf. Now what I like is that this wasn't like the Jericho time where he's like, oh, you give me back my scarf type of thing. And I like that because MJF is rich. He can just buy another fucking scarf. Pardon the language. But um, 
I thought this was simple, effective. I loved the use of squash matches on this show tonight. Yeah. Robert, what'd you think? Here's the thing. Poor Sean Spears, who is one of the most professional people in the world. He's not bothered by it at all. But he came into this company as like a big heel for Cody. It was a big match. And since then, it's like, yeah, dude, you you have your ceiling. Your ceiling is what it is. If anybody's going to eat a GTS one, two, three, it's you because you don't need the rub from CM Punk. But I still feel bad. Sure. But I mean, he's he slid down the depth chart, so to speak, but he's still still good. And, And right here, I mean, that got a great reaction. A lot a lot of it because of how obnoxious that Sean Spears has been of late. Yeah, um, I, I mean, here's here, I, I get why they did it. Uh, um, it it kind of make made what I thought was a fantastic promo that Spears gave last week, kind of just null and void. Like it was like, hey, I'm the guy who knows, and I, I've got all this in ring ability that you don't get to see because I'm just out here giving people chair shots or whatever. Um, and then it made him into a liar, which I I never really like, even if the guy's a heel. I what I would have done is I would have had uh, Piers, uh, Spears in come in with the chair and never put it down and have the ref be like, put down the chair, we're going to start the match. And and Spears strikes with the chair, but the punk ducks it and hits the GTS then, because then it makes it clear Spears wasn't in there to actually wrestle a match. He was in there to assassinate Punk, and Punk outsmarted him then, so it doesn't look like Spears was in there to wrestle a 14-minute match that he was going to win by outsmarting Punk. It looked he was in there to actually he was in there to lose by disqualification. He just happened to lose in a squash anyway. If the AEW game doesn't have Sean Spears running down to the ring with a chair at all times, like Laparca in WCW Revenge, they're missing out. In fact, yeah, Spears needs to sell a shirt like that where it's just his face crudely photoshopped over Laparca's. That would be outstanding. Uh, Mark says Punk better tweet a picture of Larry wearing that scarf. Oh, that would be good. That'd be good. And Mark says, I assume Natty is pissed at Punk for trying to attempt to get into the Guinness Book of World Records. Well, uh, one of my favorite things about this show, and again, last week was them shoving 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound sack, but it wasn't good. I thought this week was good with them doing it. Backstage, MJF was like, listen, Wardlow, it's your birthday. I want to say I'm sorry to you. but..." You screwed up, and I got to dock your pay. And after that, all due respect to MJF, I didn't hear a word that he said because I was so focused on Wardlow, who knows that MJF will probably see this back. Like, he's not he's not oblivious to that. He's just like, one day, one day, buddy. Ooh, his facial expressions were so good, Alex. Um, him just staring daggers at the back of MJF's head for the second half of that promo just like mm, mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna like they have set this whole thing up so well but here, here's the deal is that if you're gonna do one of these one of these teams and you're gonna eventually split them have one guy turn on the other and split them up and one guy's gonna be a baby face the other guy a heel you want it to feel like this toward the end where everybody knows eventually Wardlow is going to murder MJF with his bare hands live on television. And the entire viewing audience, both in the arena and at home on their couches, is going to stand and cheer. Like this, we are waiting for it. And honestly, like next week is in Wardlow's hometown. 
And I'm wondering, are they going to pull the trigger next week or are they going to do it the week after, which is in Chicago where Punk has been teasing that that's when he wants to have the match with MJF. Like there's all this availability. Are they going to stretch it out all the way to revolution? There's all these really cool things there, but they are building all of that anticipation. And right now, Wardlow does not give a fuck. He's just waiting. One more time, you put your hands on me, little man, and I'm going to end you, and I love it. I think we're waiting to at least double or nothing, if not all the way to all out, because I think Wardlow has to win this face of the revolution ladder match. Wardlow has to face Cody Rhodes, and Cody needs that TNT title in order to get back in the ring with MJF, because Cody's still waiting for that, and there's a lot to be told there. So I think Wardlow will be used in that capacity. But when it happens, it's going to be really, really good. Guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video if you're watching on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Also, check out YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. Uh, We've rebranded the Distraction Channel into the Overbooked Channel, and there's going to be a lot of great stuff over there. Give it a look. Volob says... Normalized championship reigns to be more about the defense count and not days held. I agree. JB Love says, can't believe that fan said that. The worst thing about wrestling continues to be wrestling fans. Well, the bad ones at least. I mean, there are people that are like, well, it's 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. Time to log into my burner. I don't understand that at all. Uh, Well, we've got the... Dante Martin saga continuing. I don't know where Leo Rush is. I even asked him, like, where's Leo? And I had so many people saying, that's your job to tell us. I don't have all the answers. I even interviewed the guy last week, and I couldn't get the answer. So, like, again, I don't pull things out of thin air. Can't do that. But people are saying, well, it's because he went at Tony. Tony's out there liking his tweets during Dynamite. In the middle of Dynamite, he's liking a promo tweet about Leo Rush's new single. So, I mean, it seems like things are all right from that perspective. And we've got Ricky Starks telling Dante, you've got a little brother complex. You think everybody here is your brother. I I want to see Leo still be a part of this because his guidance and taking Leo away from Matt Seidel, Alex, I thought was very important to this story. Right. I mean, and yeah, it is. And he's out there with Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel and everything. And then not only did they forget about Leo Rush, apparently they also forgot about Jay Lethal, who was the guy who saved him last week. And um, that, like, I thought like, I, I they were, okay, fine. Like, he really does have all these brothers who are out there. Like, and by, by the way, Ricky Starks, Lee, uh, Will Hobbs, you wanted to be Dante Martin's big brother for a yeah. while if he hadn't turned on you you'd be his big brother so don't like yeah, that's a, a bit of pot calling the kettle black but i i think this was this was this is interesting i just i just wish they would have really honed in on the story beats of this whole thing i, I will never forget how shocked i was when dante martin signed that team taz contract and leo was like what are you what are you doing and yeah. i was like this is this has the makings of a really interesting story and they just ended it like a couple of weeks later that has ended the story and And again we we don't know what's going on there we don't know if something bigger is at play and i guess i mean he's making dates elsewhere so it's all we can do is really speculate on that uh robert i'm i i was so interested in the story and 
it has lost a little bit with Leo not being around. AEW has a couple of really bad tropes, and one of them is stories drag way too long, and they end up kind of spinning their wheels just long enough for them to go, okay, well, here's the big blow-off. It's been seven months, and it's like, it usually happens with Team Taz, and I'm not... I don't care anymore. I'm kind of ready for the Dante hook match. Let's get that in the ring. Let's have hook win. And let's sort of move on from there. We had the Cutler cam with Rapongi vice and they were really nice to Brandon Cutler. No, one of them was one of them. Was. Uh, yeah. One of them. Trent was, was being nice. Daniel He's says, a good boy, Trent. Daniel says, Hey, Sean is Rocky Romero sticking around. It depends on where you mean, where you mean, because he, He's everywhere. Yeah. He's everywhere. Um, like <laughs> this was so easy. And Brandon was like, oh man, they're gonna they're gonna uh be so mad at me. And they put us their bio FFS Brandon, which I, I love. This was simple and easy. It was to promote the Young Bucks match on Rampage. But um, we've also got Hook versus Serpentico announced for Rampage. Rampage and Hook got a full-on like commercial yeah. for Hook, which is pretty wild. Backstage, we have a Statler or Statlander and Layla segment with Red Velvet there. Let me tell you what I'm happy about. Layla Hirsch being mad because Chris Statlander messed with her money. Yeah. Or because because it, it was costing her. She was like, You cost me thousands of dollars, and that's important to me. You cost Velvet thousands of dollars, and that's important to me. Casey Bennett says, Layla's shot on red. I thought I saw her soul leave her body. This is easy, the most easy thing, Robert. Don't mess with my money. It's it's the oldest story in wrestling. Oh, there's a battle royal for $20,000. Oh, there's a car on the line. Money. Money is what matters, and that's the easiest story to tell this is good the only way it can get better is if she signs a contract with team Taz. now admittedly when i was younger and they would do the ten thousand dollar battle royal i didn't quite get behind that because i was a child with no concept of money as an adult i can get behind it a lot more when it's like they're messing with my financials here uh alex what did you think of this um i, I liked this personally because i you got to see uh layla like like just beating some ass because i just i love she's so great and i just love her putting stat in the arm bar and everything and i'm i'm excited for her to take out red velvet because it's like it feels like that's the the progression uh is is that is that match have her go through velvet get it get a one-on-one between the two of them uh not in a friendly way like they had uh a, f- a few weeks ago on on, di- on on rampage but like you know for realsies and i i, I do think if we're gonna, if we're starting this whole thing of like, well, Statlander's with the best friends, and I guess Britt is technically with the elite now, um, then Team Taz should get Layla Hirsch. Everyone talks about it; it's a perfect fit. She'd be great. I would just, I would love team like Taz cutting promos for her the way that Bivens does for Ivy Nile on 2.0. Like, just you are not gonna go. She's tiny, but she will f your ass up. And I just think that's there's a lot of fun stuff you could do with this. Brendan Tengate says Wardlow is to expressions as MJF is to words. And that works out really well. 
That works out really well. Alicia Ellis says, I really hope Leo isn't being punished for sticking up for Swole. I don't know. Uh, and, and as Mark says, the timing of Leo's absence is conspicuous and frustrating. We have some evidence that Tony doesn't want to seem to address some stuff in public. He needs to be called out about it. Dante, uh, this Dante story is a mess. I don't know if it's a mess. I don't think it's a mess. I think they could tie it together really, really easily. And um, ultimately, it's on the people that interview Tony to ask those types of questions and to ask it in a timely manner. Like, I, I know in like a month and a half, people are going to be like, why wasn't it asked at a scrum? Well, probably because it happened three months before. Like, the, he did interviews days after. Days after, and it just wasn't asked. Brent Lockman says, seeing all that New Japan footage was glorious. Rampage seems stacked as hell. Well, they gotta. It's a live show. I'm very curious and interested as to why they're doing the live there's, show. There's a surprise somewhere that they haven't let on yet. Because it's a live show, and usually that means something big. That is an assumption, not a report, just so you guys know. We can't. We gotta, we gotta be more careful than that, because people will say, Fightful said... There was a surprise. I don't know that there is one. Mark Losper says non-title women's feuds are a good way to get multiple women's matches on TV. Yes. More of this, please. Yeah. Yeah. Anna Jay, Jade Cargill interview. Uh, Mark Losper says based on that Anna Jade promo, I can think of one title reign. I'd like to be short. Well, I mean, Jade, Jade is still like, when she's working with other workers who aren't that seasoned. I think this will test a lot for her robert like how can she do in the ring against somebody like like anna jay who isn't the most experienced person aha but they have a stacked card so it can still go six minutes and nobody will be any the wiser we had another squash match we had uh the house of black against the varsity blondes and the varsity blondes got their asses kicked so bad so freaking bad. Uh Alex, this was wild. Um yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> this was I, an ass whooping of epic proportions. Oh, it was great. And I, I I just love like you know, um um Pillman like second guessing himself. Like, uh, I I don't want to do the springboard into your he's, arms, giant tattooed man. He's great at facial expressions, too. He's really, really good with those. Um, And, like, that leading to to, to the, you know, uh, him and uh, Griff getting screwed up. Uh, um, And I think that was that was good. But I just I just love, like, the, if if Malachi's out there with 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 a with a tattooed bearded refrigerator, like there's nothing you can do to stop him. He's just he's got that that is his second. That's 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 awesome. And I mean, like the the match is fun. They squashed him good. Um, and it, what happened afterwards is what's got me excited. Chris Rain says Kings of the Black Throne are going to do some damage in AEW. Well, it looks like. Uh, Pack is going to as well. JB Love says, absolutely love seeing Pack out Malachi. Malachi, that was really great. Zach also puts over the entrance as well. Yeah. Um, also underrated. Alicia Ellis says, who else popped when Bro JR called Brody King handsome? That was so funny. Yeah. But I'll tell you my favorite part about all of this, guys. The split screen promo. It, it's like a video. And I get to see Pack on the screen but I get to see Malachi Black seething, him yeah. being upset about it. That adds so much. We haven't seen a lot of that in wrestling where we see the reaction and the delivery 
Uh, Robert, this is, I still think Pac eventually joins, but. See, I don't. I think there are so many factions that you just need one crazy rogue bastard that just wants to beat the hell out of everybody. And he's just crazy enough to do it. Like even Darby has his mentor and staying up. Pac doesn't need anybody. And I really love this because this means he's just going to get that much crazier and he might take out Brody King in the middle of the night. Like you just never know when he's going to come for him. This is what you want to see. And on top of that, House of Black defeated a top five team, which means they're automatically probably going to be inserted in the rankings, which is very good because we need that versus Jurassic Express. We've got a bunch of super chats and humper chats about this. Uh, Jarlock says uh, the pack promo felt weird to me. Seems like the mist isn't really a story element to bring people into the house of black. Alex, where do you stand on that? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, the, 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 right now I'm interested in seeing what happens with just two of them. Like, I think the, the reason you expanded is because two is not enough so far. Two's plenty. Like if they need to expand it, you know, like, because the storyline demands it fine i mean i i i really enjoyed um i mean part of me is wishes that Pac would wrestle a few matches with a blindfold on like he can obviously see through it but but it looks like he can't from our perspective like that could be a lot of fun um but uh but him pulling it down and saying like i am incorruptible like i think that would work a lot better had we seen somebody prior to this be obviously corrupted by malachi black and we haven't seen that yet we, i guess we've seen brody king be quote-unquote corrupted but we never saw him before so we don't know we don't know that he was anything different like julia hart with the eye patch kind of is corrupt but like if somebody had had the mist sprayed in their face and they turned evil then have it doing it to Pac and it doesn't work would mean a lot more than him saying you can't corrupt me well, we, we haven't seen him corrupt anybody yet. Brent Lockman says, as a metalhead, AEW makes me far too happy. Ruckus said the new theme is Brody's band. Very cool. That is cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And Mark Losper says, I'm a gigantic fan of seeing Pillman Jr. get his ass kicked. If he has to be on my TV, that's a way to get it done. I think he's perfectly fine. I think he's good in this role, and he's he sells really, really well. Uh. We have uh, Rangers Mayhem saying Pillman trying to copy AJ Styles after the botch into a storyline from years ago. They made if that was a botch that that spot with Malachi Black, they either it was either well planned or well executed and recovered. They did yeah. really really good. Brendan says everything about Kings of the Black Throne, uh, Varsity Blondes, and Pack was awesome. I agree. And Brendan also says the mist isn't magical. Malachi isn't magical. His powers are those of persuasion and intimidation. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, Brendan also says props to SRS for or pronouncing my name correctly. Not an easy thing to do. But Daniel says, what does Walter think of his name change, Alex? Yeah, I, I like being Gunther. Gunther's, Gunther was actually my grandfather's name, not that kind of grandfather. He was actually, he had already come to the States before then, but I'm honoring a time-honored tradition of lots of Gunther's. Don't, don't give them ideas. Alex, don't give them ideas. Stop. <laughs> Stop right there. 
Saul here says, maybe Gargano debuts this Friday to set up his first match in his hometown next week, or that'd be a waste of a pop. That'd be a waste of a pop, I think. Yeah. You get a deafening, deafening reaction with that. Uh, we also had <laughs> Serena Deeb beating Sky Blue's ass so bad. Uh, I thought it was very cool to hear Jim Ross say, this is one of my favorite performers of all time, any gender, any era. That, I mean, you know, for, for the criticism that JR gets, that carries some weight to it. And man, Serena Deeb is a wrestler's wrestler, Alex. And this was a wrestler's ass whooping is what this was. Man, she is so great at this. She is so great at this. I, I She's quickly becoming like my favorite heel. Um, of, of either gender just because of like like no i do not care how much you hate me um i do not care if you don't like me i'm i'm better than all of you and i'm going to use that for the powers of evil and just like ruin people's limbs like that's that's honestly this kind of work is what i've been begging them to do with Shayna Baszler on the main roster. Just come out, no nonsense, ruin people's Christmas, and move on to the next one. Like, that's something that, and I love that she's she's taken upon herself to just teach the entire women's locker room a lesson for sticking their nose where it didn't belong. That was a personal matter between her and Sheeta. It didn't concern any of you until you made it concern me, and now you're all going to die. I just love it. I think it's so good. I'll tell you something mind-boggling. There have been four times in Serena's career that she took a year off from the ring. Uh, over a year or more off. Four times. And they were all within the last, like, 11 years. So, obviously, like, it wasn't always this as the plan. WWE didn't have her wrestle at all. It's mind-boggling if this ever happened because... Oh man, it's like I, I feel like she'd be in Mickey James, this generation's Mickey James. Mm -hmm. Like whereas like the 2010s version of that. And we'd be revering her there instead of her getting her flowers now. Brendan says the future Thunder Rosa Serena title program is gonna be white hot fire. Yeah. That it is. Robert, yeah. any any thoughts on Serena? You guys pretty much covered it. I think it's amazing that she has been available for so long and not been utilized. And the only sad thing I feel is that all of the champions are heels, so she can't have a title right now. Mark Losper says, we we may have seen somebody corrupted, Alex. It's the code man. Well, we'll, we, we'll see. Like, it's, he's doing some interesting work right now. That he that. is. We'll, we'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, Jake Roberts is back. He did a vignette for uh, Lance Archer. Talking about Hangman Page. Hangman's like, you want to fight? Let's do it. Well, in the meantime, Lance Archer is, again, another squash, beating the shit out of Frankie Kazarian, who we barely see on TV anymore. That Elite Hunter stuff was just not good. Was just not good. Uh, but he's getting his ass whipped here. Uh, we've got Knock Bogan says, Good dynamite only complaint is Lance should have had a squat had the squash match. Spears could have used the longer match. I mean, this was still an ass whipping. This was yeah. just because it lasted longer doesn't mean it wasn't like completely one sided. Uh, what'd you think, Alex? I mean, I, I love seeing uh Lance back. That's I mean, that that injury was so scary. We talked about it last week. Um, it's so good to have him back. Uh, yeah, I mean, you give Frankie Kazarian uh a gimmick 
call calling him the elite hunter. And as as far as I know, he never hunted any elites. He tried. He tried. He, tried. he did not. But, he did. He but, did not capture his quarry. But like when you hunt, you're stealthy and stuff. I once saw a guy on naked and afraid get so desperate for food, he tried to chase down a deer on foot. That's what Kazarian did. Yeah. He just well, came running and was like, "Here I am," and got or, his ass whipped. Or or he was like. Be yeah. very, very quiet. I'm hunting yeah. the elite. Yeah. Zach Amon says, crowd got smarky towards Lance Archer. That's all right. And he dropped a couple of F-bombs right back. So mm-hmm. he handled himself very well. And and Robert, he handled himself well in the mic, too, because he's like, Lambert, I can handle this. <laughs> Which... That was that was fine, too, I thought. Uh, this was to set that up, obviously. And Chance says, to be very honest, it's the most fun I've had watching a wrestling show in a long time. Just let women wrestle longer than Dan Lambert lasts in pet. Damn. Well, I mean, we did. We got the we got the backstage vignette. We got a mixed tag. We got the Jade Anna thing. We got uh, the, Dan, the squash match. Yeah. Dan Lambert yeah. apparently does not know that soy milk does not come from cows. cows. Yes. The whole point of it is it is non-dairy, Dan. Yes. Come on. Yes. Uh, if. Soy milk's coming from a cow. That cow's got some problems, buddy. <laughs> and um, so is whoever is lactose intolerant that is drinking that soy milk. Uh, Dan Lambert said, Toy Story made Hangman Page want to become a dairy farmer on the East Coast, giving hand jobs to heifers to produce soy milk. See, I muted Dan Lambert after he said... Oh, Hangman Page never played outside. He never drank water from a hose. It's like, okay, so you took that dig of her walking Facebook profile a little too literally (laughs) and then went and searched on your friend's Facebook for a good meme about the good old days. It's like, I'm good on Dan Lambert. I'm really, really good. Like, we don't need this to go any further. Dan Lambert owning the libs with cow hand jobs. You love to see it. Uh, Rafael Garcia says, where is Leo Rush? If Hangman Archer is the next at pay-per-view, I want Rosette Baker to main event. I really think Rosette Baker should main event um, double or nothing. I do. I really hope they don't drag this Hangman Archer thing out to any pay-per-view. Yeah, just be a dynamite match and let's move on. I agree. Nobody thinks Archer's beaten him. JB Love says, would would love to see uh, Deeb take on Layla as a mentee. Could make for some dope tag matches. Yeah, I like that, that as well. Yeah, sure. Zach Amon says, Deeb, at least Deeb's match was longer than the Queen of the Ring matches. Uh, sad but true. Mm-hmm. JB Love says, I'm probably in the minority, but I'd love to see Frankie. And I think he means, he says CB. I think he means CD uh, reunited. Uh, but Dan Lambert also cut a promo for Men of the Year. And this didn't last long either, fortunately. Uh, Shot Kid 29 says, I'm in the minority, but I like Dan. I do not agree with the critic, or I do agree with the criticism. I like the idea of him with Lance simply because he's scared of him and Jake. Uh, the idea of him with Lance is so much better than yes. the idea of him with the men of the year. It's just, I've had my fill, now I can't enjoy him with Lance. Mm. So, Alex, while I go take a giant whiz. I'm going to have you walk through the Matt Hardy Andrade segment because I think that you would be better off explaining that. <laughs> Fine. Um, I, 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 I appreciated this. This is a lot more business jargon than I am used to. 
I got out of the office life a, a, a long time ago and vowed never to go back. Uh, but he says that uh, he has sold a controlling shares of the company, 51% of the HFO to Andrade. However, crucially, he has retained um, three out of five seats on the board of directors. He and private party will retain three seats and then there will be a uh, Jose and Andrade is the other two seats. Um, and, and this is also, they can start procuring more talent, including, uh, that, that child that works for Mr. Sting, uh, Darby Allen. Um, here's what I want. If you're going to give me an Andrade versus Darby Allen singles match, could you do that sooner than later? Cause right now, um, Andrade is one of the greatest wrestlers in the world, and I've, I've gone far too long without seeing him wrestle. That's what I'm going to say. This is the longest roundabout way to just say, hey, we're switching the Butcher and the Blade again. Now they're Andrade's. And, and nobody's going to be interested in that. I don't care about any of this. Get to the part where Jeff Hardy comes down. He's doing his little dance. They're having ladder matches with all the tag well, teams. I mean, to, to be fair, they can't get to well, that. He's got like, we, need to, we need to kind of just hurry that along because the HFO, nobody cares. I'm glad that they're dwindling it. But, uh, okay, now Andrade gets the leftovers. I, I don't know why I'm supposed to feel like, oh, this is big news. I don't think it's fair to be like, just get to Jeff Hardy. They legally can't get to Jeff Hardy. But, I mean, I don't care who the Butcher and the Blade go to next. And um, Brent Lockman says, said out loud tonight, damn it, Andrade, you can't buy children. And CM says, Andrade's going to do a hostile takeover of HFO, leading Matt to bring in Jeff. I'm guessing, which I love. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Jeff and Matt against Private Party, for sure. Yeah, Jarlux says the table spot week after week makes me think that Khan has stock in Office Depot. <laughs> and Mark says Andrade's a terrible businessman. Why would anyone buy any of the HFO? That's I a mean, fantastic question. Ask yourselves why Andrade wants any of this. I mean, this is kind of what I wanted them to do with Leo Rush back when he was like the guy who was like a hustler. Yes. Back when he was back, back before Tony Khan watched him wrestle a singles match and was like, "Oh, that dude's a babyface." But like him yeah. buying into the HFO just so he can have a hostile takeover and extract Private Party for his own ills before blowing up that in a in a merger with some hedge fund. Like I, I'm that's what I wanted. I wanted that, but I'll I'll, I'll take this, I suppose. Franchilli says, could AHFO be a way to bring in Jeff eventually? He has a history with Sting also. Darby is this generation's Jeff. Yes, I think it is a way. Yeah. Uh, Cowboy Flint says, Butcher looks so sad. His band just broke up. Now HFO is getting sold. Let B&B feud with Black Kings. I just don't think anybody believes that they'll emerge on top. They were nerfed from the beginning. They just, it was tough for them to capture that interest. I think if you're going to have... Go ahead. go ahead, go ahead, Robert. Well, if you're gonna have them be background characters, have them in the House of Black because, if yeah. anything, that's a great visual. Like the back when they first debuted, back when the Blade was wearing like the full gimp mask, and uh, and uh, um, the 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 Butcher looked like Mad Max Teddy Roosevelt. They went through this weird phase where they looked like they were running a craft brewery somewhere. Like it didn't work at all. And it's kind of like ruined them. Make them go back to how dark they were when they first showed up and have them be the putties 
for the House of Black who can take all the pinfalls. Rangers Mayhem said the Butcher needs somewhere to go since his band broke up. Yeah, that is unfortunate. I hate that for him. I really do. Uh, that is That sucks. Cadillac Carson says Kazarian is just giving the elite a false sense of security. Let it play out. <laughs> and Mark says nobody convinced me Lance Archer isn't a baby face because he took the mic out of Dan Lambert's hand, <laughs> which is a great one. Uh, but guys, remember, get your super chats and your humper chats in. We would greatly appreciate it. Alicia Ellis says off topic, but is it normal for hockey players to just have fist fights on the ice with no one trying to stop it? Renee quote tweeted a video for reference. Less so these days, but yes, it was extremely common. Did you guys see that I posted on Fightful Select today that Aralucha is coming back? Yeah. As a cartoon. Yeah, they said that they've got a new direction as an animated series. Mm. To which I said, you know what? Here at Fightful, we prefer nude erections. And we want them to look really good. (laughs) And Manscaped.com and that code Fightful make sure that your nude erections look visually great. Not only that, you'll be smelling great. Because it's not just that lawnmower 4.0 sure the lawnmower 4.0 has the 4000k led spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires it's waterproof by the way but it's got that advanced skin safe technology to reduce grooming accidents and let's be real all of aralucha was an accident the whole thing and you know what if you invested in aralucha you're probably going where's my money not with manscaped Because when you use the code FIGHTFUL and get 20% off plus free shipping, man, that deal is too good to be passed up. They got the Manscaped Refined Cologne. They've got body wash. They got the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. They got the Shed Travel Bag, anti-chafing boxer briefs. Man, that Performance Package 4.0 is awesome. Manscaped.com gets you 20% off when you use the code FIGHTFUL plus free shipping. That Lawnmower 4.0 is awesome. It is awesome. Uh, the safest to use on the market. They've also got crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver, ball toner, all that good stuff. They got stuff for your feet, stuff for your body, stuff for your hair, a little bit of everything at manscaped.com. When you use that code Fightful, you save 20%. There we go. Here, let's, there we go. Now we're good. Oh boy. So let's talk about it. Well, actually, ShotKid29 says, since Jade's starting up the open challenge, how much longer do we have to wait for the likes of Athena, Nixon, or Mia to show up? Well, whenever their non-competes are up, that's when. February sometime, right? Yes. Because it was in November? November? Yeah. Some of them, yes. So this week, on Monday it was, I reported that Cody Rhodes' deal with AEW had been up. And a lot of people said, what about his VP status, EVP status? When I asked, all I was told was, Free agent working without a contract. Uh, I do not think it was an accident that I happened upon this information when I did. When Go Big Show is back and showing people get getting hit in the testicles uh, repeatedly uh, with the Royal Rumble coming up, with Cody having a couple weeks off, even with this promo looming, for the love of God. But we were able to verify his talent contract was up. This promo was a lot to take in. Now, wow. This promo is going to get you on one of two sides of the spectrum. You're probably either going to love it or you're going to hate it. I've got a bit to say about each one of them. Cody drags a ladder out. It's symbolic. They're going to hang the the titles up above the ring. 
They're going to settle it that way. That makes a lot of sense. There were an awful lot of buzzwords used in this to the fact to where it was a lot. It was hard for some people to keep up because I I had multiple people message me and go, he shot on journalists. And I'm like, no, he didn't. What are you talking about? I even messaged Robert and I was like, hey, did I miss something here? Like there was a lot crammed in here. He talked about the about Red Dragon graduating from (laughs) hip toss class. He talked about. Like, there's so much. Like, I got to keep up. We're going to be spending some time on this, Alex. <laughs> and and I liked it. I loved the delivery. I, and the cr- I loved it. Like, the crowd was like, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> like, that's what they were doing. They were like, shut the fuck. <laughs> you know? he's. It was the Alonzo morning yeah. gif is yes. what it was. Yeah, they were going, was. yeah. Yeah, he is right. And he is right. He's yeah. not wrong. So the point that he made, he said, if you call yourself an industry journalist and disagree with the fact that I built the forbidden door, I couldn't agree more. In fact, I will take you back to 2016 because that is the first time that me, as somebody who covers wrestling, thought maybe things are going to change. Yep. Maybe things will be different. And it's not just him, even though he was the one that had the impact. Because around that time, Alex and Robert, you'll remember, WWE did not have a lot of competition. TNA was, ROH hadn't started their ascent yet. Uh, The flow slams of the world weren't exactly around yet. And you had Cody Rhodes leave WWE of his own volition, and he wasn't the only one. Ryback, even though he doesn't do anything these days, left of his own volition. Wade Barrett left of his own volition. Then a few months later, Jake Hager left of his own volition. Now, you can look at those those last three and say, well, they didn't do much outside. Yeah, but the point was there were these guys that had been brought up in the WWE system that you never really considered being anywhere else but WWE. And they said, not worth it. Creatively, not worth it. Not going to do it anymore. Yeah, I've got a six-figure offer on the table. WWE wanted to keep all of them. And Cody was the one that said, no, I'm leaving. But... Wade Barrett got out of wrestling. Jake Hager went and tried some MMA. Didn't didn't do a lot of stuff. He did Lucha Underground, sure. Ryback hasn't been on TV since then. Cody Rhodes was the one that was like, I'm going to go work the indies. I'm going to do all the stuff that people thought I couldn't do. I'm going to work Impact and ROH and New Japan and help start this company. Uh, Alex? That, so we're, we're examining that part of the promo right now. Yes. What would you think of it? Um, no, he, he's absolutely correct. Like every, every time, like when, when, when AEW starts doing crazy buzz, uh, when they, when they, when they basically equal, uh, WWE in the demo from raw to, to, to dynamite, I always stop and think all you had to do Vince was just let this guy not do stardust anymore. <laughs> just let, just let him, just let him, just let him be Cody Rhodes working for you. He never would have left. Like you might have fired him by now because you fire everybody, but at the time he never would have left, um, and and he wouldn't have had the impetus to be like, well, and now that I've seen that the grass is not only greener on the other side, but the pasture is all over the world, and I can meet different cows grazing in different parts of the world, and we can become an army of our own little cattle that are going to go out there and and stampede throughout throughout the business to extend the metaphor far too far. 
I I thought that that him saying this like made perfect sense, and um and it it was one of those things that like I think we we needed Cody to remind us on television that all of this kind of happens because Cody leaves uh, WWE and and links up with the other EVPs and they find a money man and the whole thing happens together. But if he doesn't leave WWE, this never happens. He is the forbidden door. He's the guy who 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 drew it on the wall, drew a little doorknob and somehow that door opened. So uh as Brent Lockman says, didn't Cody look at the box as for the inspiration to be outside the system? I think he said as much or is that a story point down the road for this? Well, Boy, were there a lot of points to this, uh, Brent. Like, Cody doesn't reference the Bucks a lot. There's rumors of the infighting. And any, honestly, anything with the EVPs and Cody, down to the free agent news I got the other day, in my mind, I got a million parts going, is it a work, is it a work, is it a work? It would not shock me, Robert, to learn years down the line that infighting was a masterfully created work because one day it will be money. There was the line... I see Red Dragon has graduated from hip toss class, but I don't need to see the Bucks beating developmental again. What were your thoughts on that line, Robert? I think it's the perfect line. Cody is the legitimate son of the American dream. Even guys like Red Dragon who got there way after Dusty, they're still called Dusty's kids. They're still weird like Dusty's kids feel to NXT. But Cody said to hell with that. Cody always wanted to be a cowboy, always wanted to do what his dad did and travel the world, and he just happened to strike gold. And I think, as Alex so perfectly said, we needed this reminder on TV because this is the best thing Cody Rhodes has done since he cut that promo talking about wanting to kill the Attitude Era. Cody feels like he's important again. And uh, I... I just think it's really good stuff. Now, there are so many talking points in this. I've got Luis, our, our great uh, our great producer, moderator, uh, dividing these by talking points because there are so many. Brendan says, Cody's hair tells the story. The bleach is fading, showing the darker roots. This is great pro wrestling. Yeah. Also, I mean, buddy, just for the sake of it, stop bleaching your hair, man. I don't want to. I don't want to see you go bald like poor Chuck Palumbo. I said, Chuck, what happened to that beautiful hair of yours? And he said, I bleached it once and it fell out. And <laughs> Cody's is just hanging on. It's just hanging on. Chris says we got two promos of the year tonight. Oh, it was great. I love the delivery. Yeah. There were some words I was like, eh, like the industry journalist thing. It doesn't bother me. Saying you want to know why I won't turn heel. I don't like turn face turn heel used within the context of this show uh but he said it's because you all cheered me and all that and then they started to cheer him yeah. and he he had this confidence exuding from him it wasn't why won't you cheer me it's i don't give a fuck if you boo me right that's uh, what it was and brennan says cody's the best this was so fun that that, that line about um when I say there's more than one royal family in, in wrestling, oh, I mean God. me and all of you. Like, oh, if you wanna if you wanna make a bunch of people in a wrestling arena go to war for you, that's the kind of shit you say. R. Dickinson said, Cody talked them into the Cody verse. Man, a salesman. If that dude sold cars, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jarlock says Cody was on fire tonight. He was spitting straight facts. That's the thing. You couldn't look at anything that he said and go, 
lie, not true, or not, anything not, like that. Not even not not a lie, but just the way he framed it. There was there, there was the everything that he says has a point to it. That was pointed that he was like, Oh, my good friend the Bucks. I'm 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 glad that Kyle and Bobby graduated with top merits from from hip toss class. Like there's no those guys work for you now. Those are your coworkers. There's no reason to lob a grenade at them right now. Like they like it wasn't their fault the whole thing folded. Yeah. Like they were doing great work over there. It was everything else that didn't work. But but the idea to like to throw that like that I, I don't feel like that's what Cody actually believes. That's part of whatever is going to go on here. Like there's no reason for Kyle and Bobby not to take exception to that. And maybe we get a Kyle and Bobby versus the Rhodes brothers match out of it. Now, that would be something I think we a lot of people would be interested in. Well, we've got uh, criticisms and praise on this promo, both sides of the spectrum. Brian says, Cody's segment went far too long. The promo was rambling and nonsensical. He could have given half his time to the women's division who need more time in segments. Cody needs to realize less is more. I mean, that women's division had two backstage segments. It had the mixed tag match. It had the squash. I don't think that Serena Deeb match needed to be longer, but uh, to kind of go against that, this has more super chats than anything we've had on AEW in a while. And AEW does really good in super chats and humper chats. And they're primarily positive. And people are all too happy to crap on Cody Rhodes when he does something wrong. I, I think that you're right in that you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it with mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes stuff. However, it's usually close to 50-50. And I think tonight, the people who hate it are much fewer, but they do hate it. Sure. Mark Losper says, fantastic, Dynamite, easily best of the year. Cody's promo was a delightful mess. I think that's a great yeah, a great way to explain it. He says, it's so infrequent that people have no idea where things are going despite everything being in front of them. That's what I love about wrestling. That's what I love about wrestling. It's, it's giving credence to let it play out. Let it play out. Sawyer says, I didn't understand why Cody was invoking CM Punk's pipe bomb, but then he made his point about how he did the things Punk mm. talked about, and my brain melted. And that eventually leads to a match, Robert. Yep. Punk went away while Cody, uh, by the way, Punk, who had experienced and navigated the indie circuit and had connections still there, went away while Cody who didn't necessarily have those connections outside the realm of WWE, went and did so many of the things and rectified so many of the things that Punk once complained about. There is an all-out match here, and it specifically has to be there because Cody took Chicago and made it his own, and the, the promos are there, and I can't wait to see it, but more importantly, I can't wait to see CM Punk say, all you do is... Reference Triple H, you're still a slave to that system. I'm not like you because I broke out. You only left to prove a point, so they'll come calling back for you. We are nowhere near the end of this. Shotkid29 says Cody's promo was brilliant. He was right. It's a Cody we've all been missing, but he still peppered it enough with subtle bits to continue his turn. I don't know, and I love it. I don't have a clue. Got no idea. Derek Gordon says... You guys forgot the opening, so what do you guys want to talk that about? Just delivered perfectly. So, uh, what do you guys want to talk about? And it was like we all like because he like, and I love that he also says, you know, somebody told me I I'm not supposed to to deliver this promo yet, 
but screw it. I don't know what I'm going to get to. I, I, I honestly don't know if I'll ever be able to do it otherwise, which leads into like more speculation about his free agency. Contract. So let's do it now. And we, we, he talked about the Sammy match and he said, I was sent a contract, maybe not the contract that I want. I thought that was mm. just enough. Yeah. Wink and a nod. Just enough. Jam Beard says, in the face of TNT ladder match, they eventually do. I want it to be Garcia Sky, Wardlow Bryan, and a debuting Gargano. Um, I, I would like that too. But Sawyer says, Danielson tweeted he helps Cody throw Sammy off the ladder. So that sounds like his next feud. I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen Brian Danielson since then. To me, anybody that's had the issues that Brian Danielson have, I'm like, and they're gone for two weeks. I'm just like, I hope everything's okay in my mind. Uh, just they did a lot of headbutts in that match. That were a lot of headbutts, a lot. But AEW so stacked near the top that he can take three weeks off. He could take three weeks off and go be a dad at home. Yeah. Like that's that's the beauty of of AEW is they have they have that depth. Nerd Guru says the TNT title unification really makes no sense because it's not like Sammy beat Cody. He was gone like a week. I don't quite see why this makes sense. Well, the Who unification. Cares? It gives them a reason to do a ladder match. But I think that's the <laughs> only thing they're looking at. And Cody's going to win and it'll be great. I'll say that the unification makes sense. Doing an interim title match didn't make sense. Yeah, that didn't make any sense. Yeah, that didn't make any sense to me. So another line was Cody Rhodes talking about Malachi Black and. God, he says, he's like, well, we're not in the habit of changing names and making you Gunther McGillibuddy, but if you come into AEW and call yourself Brody, you've got to have some really big balls. Jesus. Yep. Alex, your thoughts? Uh, well, he, he knows what what is... Uh, what is uh, fresh? On, people have the fingers on the pulse of certain certain things in professional wrestling right now. You know these are these are wonderful ways of 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 getting into the zeitgeist and and just making it your own. I thought it, I thought it was good, and also I just love the the, the idea of um, <laughs> you're going to be okay. So I hope you're around in ten years when the kid is finally old enough to kick your ass. Like that was that was a kind of a cool little thing of like putting over Brody Junior. I thought that was fun. I, I'm I, I really loved uh, like it was it was it was a beautiful mess but like if you go back and you watch it again I feel like there's going to be a lot of threads that you'll see connecting stuff that um that seemed kind of like haphazard in the moment but I feel like they're all there you're right there's there's absolutely planting seeds for like I said uh, a Rhodes Brothers versus Red Dragon match a, a Cody versus Punk match there's a, all kinds of things uh, like he's still he, apparently he's still seething about that whole thing with malachi that like, i'm not saying i want to do that again but like that's something they could re revisit in a year and i might be okay with it that those kind of things i i'm i'm really intrigued this is the most invested in cody not the cody verse but <laughs> yeah. cody that i have felt in a long time so with him knocking red dragon it might be too much but i really want adam cole one day just go, you know, he's a friend of mine, and I saw you break the throne, and I haven't forgotten. Like, yeah, just... like, I like that they sometimes allude to that. Like, Adam Cole likes Triple H. He owes a lot to Triple H. And Shawn Michaels, specifically. But there's this elite separation. It's coming to a head. And the beauty of it is, these guys, and Adam Cole's one of those guys, 
that were so lovable and likable for so many that it helped launch a promotion. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole just happened to hit the bricks before it could happen. And now we're seeing all this come back. Like, I think there could be some really good stuff here. Uh, Bugs Bunny 95 says, think Cody will go against Hangman for the belt. No, not right now. But Nerd Guru says, love tonight. Show the energy was electric. First hour had Mox, Cole, and Punk. The Cody promo didn't hit that great for me because of the Brody line. I mean, I think that he can say that, man. He had he had the wars with Brody Lee, had his last match. They they bled together. Cadillac Carson says, did Cody say Gunther McGillicuddy? How can you possibly do this guy? No, he said Gunther McGillicuddy, which is even better in my My estimation. favorite thing about that is even 12 years later, Michael McGillicuddy is still like the worst WWE name they could have ever given anybody, and nobody forgets it. They give these people such comically bad names all the time. Chance says, on one hand, Cody really went down the wrestling industry buzzword rabbit hole. On the other hand, I really enjoyed it. He rocks. Uh, So, I mean, I, again, heel turn was the only one I looked at and said, eh, could go without. In Simmons 211 says, what makes Cody's promo so great is it planted seeds for multiple angles down the line and felt like the narcissist, see, they love me heel. Well, and to add to that, they did love him by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Like that that narcissism was reinforced by the crowd going, Yeah, we kind of like that you're talking this shit. Yeah. After after try after going through tables and all that stuff. And that is something Cody can use down the line as well. Like I bled for you guys. I went through tables for you guys. I went through fire for you guys. And all I had to do was talk a little shit this whole time. Man, there there's so many different different yeah. turns this can take sawyer says not one single co- word cody said tonight was false he managed to turn that crowd and made it look easy amazing promo and jay says i feel like cody's about to link up back up at the bucks and take on ue also a lot of new japan call outs tonight i think it goes hangman or it goes um omega bucks undisputed era maybe cody ends up linking up with hangman down the line or something of that nature because I mean, we really don't know how long Kenny's going to be out. Yeah. And they they may want to do something before then, before if he's going to be out, you know, until the fall or something. I could see Cody like, hey, my good friends, the Young Bucks. And then Cody kind of goes into business for himself. Like that could be part of the storyline as well. I'm not really sure. Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says, as a suit guy, I'm surprised Cody's pants weren't properly tailored. I'm sure I'm not. I'm the only one that cares, but he's usually on point with the suit game. He doesn't have a contract. Give the man a break. (laughs) Give the man a break. Come on now. Guys, get in your super chats and your humper chats. We are heading down the home stretch, but still have plenty about this. Volob says, adrenaline in my soul. I got COVID from Cody Rhodes. My COVID report. I don't understand that, Valab. I'm sorry, but Cody didn't give you COVID. Joey says, every time I convince myself not to like him, he drops a gem like that and reels me back in. What a promo. And Mark Losper says, for the comic book fans, to me, this is Cody coming back from the Ultimate Universe and coming back to 616. Promo was fantastic. I love it and can't wait to see what he's going to do next. Blind Cito says, first time Humper. Really feel like Cody's promo was great, but people want to hate him so much. Uh, they scream STFU, uh, and it was annoying. At some point, you have to separate when Cody is in the Cody-verse and when he's actually doing a good-ass promo. You know I think did, people did. You know what we didn't touch on? Something that happened on this show that hasn't happened on any WWE show, crowd started chanting Royal Rumble at yeah. Cody Rhodes because they know he doesn't have a contract. And 
of course that would be great. It's never going to happen. But one final thing I'll say, because you guys mentioned him potentially teaming up with the Bucks and Hangman, I really want him to look at UE and go, you know nothing about war games. That's my legacy. Mm. Oh, I would love There's that. There's so much there. I love that. Cadillac Carson says, Cody also lost a very nice tie to Arn and a bonfire for us. That's true. It's true. Z Johnson says, first ever super chat on the Metro home from my first ever wrestling show. Completely awesome. Glad to hear the crowd noise translated well to TV. The silence when Mox was speaking was kind of unreal. Cody yeah. promo had me booing and cheering every two seconds. The, the thing I like about this show is there were multiple things that you haven't quite seen on other wrestling shows in a while. The silence of John Moxley, the the polarizing reaction of Cody Rhodes. And I think that was was very, very cool. Joey Bag of Donuts says that was the Cody promo I've been waiting for for such a long time. He created the damn promotion that the fans boo uh, and and that the, the fans boo him love so much. It's about time he reminded everyone of that. He was a big part of it. It was a bet between Dave Meltzer and Cody Rhodes. Man, those early, early days of um, of AEW, there was no bigger baby face on the planet than than Cody Rhodes, man. He was... Yeah. And it's it's I, I think it's interesting though. They they had people who were like, I hate Cody. I'm gonna chant shut the fuck up at him. But those chants, they were gone by the yeah. midpoint of that thing. People were were into what he was saying, even the people who hated him to start with. Nerd Guru says a Cody Bryan feud really hooks me because if you think about it, Daniel Bryan did what Cody wanted to do in WWE, add punk to that, uh, with three different perspectives. Oh, punk and Bryan. Oh, buddy, that one's going to be one in the future because Brian did do everything that Punk wanted to do there. Mark says, are they allowed to say war games? I, they can. They say WrestleMania all the time. I don't see yeah. why they wouldn't say war games. Sawyer said, was there ever actually any confirmation Cody had COVID or was it not being cleared, just part of another elaborate work? No, he had a family member with COVID. Yeah, I mean, we we don't, unless somebody says, hey, I have COVID, then I, I don't exactly put that out there. It's not really my business. We have Alicia Ellis saying, who's ready for Hook's next match? <laughs> also, see Serpentico's tweet. It's hilarious. So, I mean, I'm going to, I'll have to check that out in a bit unless Luis can copy it over for me. But we we have Zach Amon saying, thoughts and prayers to FTR. Totally Lee Brock AA. Yeah, there was a, a medical... Um, medical thing there that, that prevented that or uh, a clearance. So that's why that match didn't happen. Danny boy says dynamite show tonight was less convoluted than last week. Well executed. What about Gargano next week? Since it's a free, all uh, free, all best friends versus elite. Um, I hope so. It, it needs to, it needs, I, I think that should be the perfect or would be the perfect opportunity for that. Mark Losper, Sean quietly. Your penis is soft. Now make it pretty. This is a weird timeline. <laughs> I am a Lucha says five bucks because you three are the best thing going on Wednesdays. Thanks, fellas. Well, hey, you know what? Me and Jimmy also go on Wednesdays. Listen, your boy. Today we talked about Cody, Mustafa Ali, Gunther, all kinds of good stuff. But make sure you guys also check out Fightful Overbooked on YouTube. We have a lot of great shows for you guys coming. Uh, but we had the main event. Darby and Sting versus the acclaimed. Brent Lockman says, SRS, between us, Sting is a robot, right? He has to be. Well, Darby gets taken out, Robert, and Sting works the majority of this match himself, bumps off a drop kick, 
every bump I see him take, I, I feel like I am, I feel, I don't take it for granted anymore. I took it for granted in 2015. I ain't taking it for granted again. We are what, 16 years removed from him headlining Bound for Glory with Jarrett. I think we've gotten so much more of Sting than we deserve. And yeah, I had a bit of a problem with him being able to take on the acclaimed by himself. I think that's a bit much, but it's still so cool to see him do it and see him just jump off of stages. I He's having fun, and I hope he gets to end his story his way. I got to say, the acclaimed basing for Darby's coffin drop to the outside was just so good. Like, he he hit them both right in the middle, and they split. Like, they bounced. Uh-huh. Every single bit of offense that Darby does, you forget that he's 170 pounds because he puts every single ounce of that 170 pounds into what he does. And everything is convincing. Rob Reed says, a quick reminder that Sting is 62 years old. WTF. But let's talk about the the pre-match promo because I thought that was good. JB Love says, I don't think I've ever popped harder for an in-ring taunt than I did for Welcome to the Black Parade, bitch. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I, I I love that. I thought that was that was good stuff. And then they talked, or Rainsy said, the pre-match video. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yo, gory self-mutilation line, the Starcade yeah. 97 line, yes. the acclaimed are the best. They're very good at that. Like this, yeah. this was this was one of Max's best. Like the every match you wrestle against us is gory mutilation. That was great. The Starcade 97 line was just perfect. That was direct. Oh. I feel it in my soul like that was directly from TK. Oh. I would have okay. loved. I would have loved if one of them said something like, 
Well, Darby, it's good that you could make it since we figured you were going to be booked for the When We Were Young Festival. But glad glad that you're here. Uh, the match was was fine. Sting and Darby get the win. It's it's. I just I will never take watching Sting no, wrestle Sting, for no, granted Sting, anymore. Sting jumped off of whatever the hell he jumped off of and went and like put Caster through the table, and I had to remind myself that that man is sixty two years old. Like every time he does something ridiculous like that, even taking just regular bumps, regular bumps, not putting a guy through a table bump. Like he's 62. Like there, there are people that we watch who are in their early 40s and like, man, that guy's bump card is full. Like Jeff Hardy, sometimes you watch me you go, yeah, and this Sting's 20 years older than he is. Like, it's just crazy to think about it. And right now, like, I, I buy everything about Sting and Darby. They are literally leaving the venue about 50, 60 minutes ago, and they were in traffic behind together behind traffic in a car that had or, or behind a car that has an AEW license plate. They got out. They surprised the people in the car. It's up on Darby Allen's Twitter yeah. right now. Like I, I keep hearing about how Sting has really taken Darby under his wing, and it's really, really awesome. Really great. Uh, C says, Cody smoked his promo. I love the father and son relationship with Darby and Sting. Very wholesome. Mark Losper says, Edge, Christian, Sting, Brian, maybe even Paige. How good is medical science? Fantastic. It makes me very happy. It makes me very happy. And not, not only that, Nikki Bella is, is back. She didn't think she would be able to wrestle again. Matthew S. says, I wonder if this show is better on TV than in the arena. I left early before the tag match with Sting because I was so bored. Found Terminus two times as fun. Listen, I'm glad you like Terminus, but I, I'm i shocked. I'm shocked if you... I can't imagine doing that. Really can't. Yeah. Mark Losper says, man, just realized Jeff and Sting are probably going to be in the same promotion, and they're probably going to deal with the Victory Road disaster. Put this on my TV right now. I don't know if they will or not. Uh, who knows if they'll go down that road. Wrestle vibes with Riven Blades as everybody loves the acclaimed tag champs in 2022. I don't think so. I, I mean, potentially. Here's the thing. They're, they were ranked number one tonight before this loss. And, like, when you do the rankings and everything, like, I was like, oh, everybody hates the rankings. We were like, you know, they, they, they don't use them enough. Well, like, they're number one. And they wrestled a team that's not in the – the Sting and Darby in the top five? Because no, they, but... They, but they lost to that team. So if once you get to, to number one, you should get your tag title match. If you lost somebody behind you and dropped down the rankings, that's too bad for you because because Silver and Reynolds got a tag title match on, on Rampage. It, it's too bad for the Acclaim to get all the way to number one and then never actually get a title match out of it. That would be terrible. People are suggesting this fella is lying because he's in our chat shitting on them every week. Matthew S., send me proof that you were there on Twitter. Or else we will shun you. Shun! One thing we haven't talked about. Darby Allen diving back into the match, like straight yeah. out of Jack oh, great. That was good. That was good. From the audience. From the audience was really yeah. great. Well, guys, uh, we went a little over today. You guys will be all right. We've got UFC watch along this weekend. Big UFC fight. Also, GCW post show. But we got interviews with Orange Crush. We got interviews with Matt Cardona. Joey Janela, ahead of the world on GCW. Thank you guys so much. I greatly appreciate you guys. Alex, 
uh, you do a show called Sour Graps on FightfulSelect.com, which we want you guys to subscribe to. It's not just breaking news, even though we got plenty of that. We have some good shows over there, too. Yeah, uh, twice a week I'll do a review of of Raw and SmackDown. Um, I have had it up to here with main roster booking and storylines, and so I am not gentle in my opinions of them. But um, I also do a review of the NXT 2.0 on this very YouTube channel with the indomitable uh, Kate Hensler. We have far too much fun. Um, it's more of an after party than a review. Um, uh, and when we, we want to thank everybody. Um, we got like, we double the amount of views we normally get because everybody wanted to come over and commiserate about the Gunther episode. Um, so yeah, that was, that's, it was a good thing. C- come back next week. It should yeah. be as much fun, even if we don't get the, the travesty of renaming Walter Gunther. Matt says I was in FL F10 going Friday too. listen, buddy, send me your social security number and your debit <laughs> card number. And I will believe you. Jeez. That's what it's gonna take, Matthew. Robert. Yeah, you, you can follow me everywhere at Dude Felice. Check out everything I'm doing over at Fightful.com, of course, as you should be. I'm actually not too unhappy with Raw this week because they gave me a lot of fun content to write. Oh god. So I'm, I'm good with them. But uh yeah, follow Fightful, follow Fightful Select, and check me out everywhere. Raphael says, I want to live in a world where Wardlow does a powerbomb symphony to someone that is in a commercial break long picture in picture. Oh, I would love that. You know, I don't know why AEW or WWE during the pandemic era, during the Thunderdome era, never did one where Cesaro did the swing. They cut to commercial and they come back and the swing's still going on. Or like a delayed vertical suplex or something like that. And WrestleVibe says, powerbomb in picture, let's make it happen. Well, you guys made a lot of Super Chats and Humper Chats happen. We greatly appreciate you guys. We are publicly funded, so thank you all so much. Matthew, no, Matthew, you're weird. (laughs) Debit card number, buddy. Send me your debit card number. What are you doing, man? Better yet, send me $500 cash or... PayPal me, SeanRossSap at gmail.com. Send me hundreds of dollars on PayPal, and I'll believe you. Matthew, thank you for your view. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.